0: Welcome to Postpartum Empowerment, where our goal is to equip you in your journey to mental wellness through your pregnancy and postpartum season. I'm your host, Samantha Newman, and while I have a passion for this topic, I want to note that I am not a substitute for medical and psychological care. I'm just a mama who has been where you are now and have a passion for sharing hope and encouragement where I can. Today, I'm welcoming Jennifer Bryant to the podcast Jennifer Bryant is a wife, mother, and shameless collector of the written word. When she's not homeschooling or cooking, she loves to watch movies, play piano, and cuddle with her kids. Jen's natural teaching style makes her a thoughtful and inspirational speaker with practical application for mamas just trying to get through the day. She is the host of the Practical Family Podcast and leader of the Enough Mom Collective. You can find her at practicalfamily.org. So Jen, welcome to the podcast. Hey Samantha, I'm
1: happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, I'm so thrilled you're here. Um, I just love your message and mission to help moms get through the day because that is so what we need no matter what stage of motherhood we're in. So before we get into the like the nitty gritty of the mental health side, do you mind telling us your journey towards like wanting to help moms, where did that sort of start for you?
1: Yes. Oh, probably the minute I became a mom. No, (laughs) I mean, I had my own personal struggles, just going from it just being myself and my husband to having two kids. I had two kids 11 months apart, Samantha. Wow. (laughs) I I know that that that's not uncommon. But looking back now I'm going what was I thinking I wasn't thinking obviously about So that was on purpose. <laughs> it uh, I mean sure it's in we'll say it's in God's plan. <laughs> <laughs> it happened according to God's perfect will. But um other than that no yeah I mean it was my son was a surprise but um we rolled with it. We had kid two babies in diapers for the longest time. I felt like I was pregnant for 2 years. Yeah. So I didn't really give myself the chance to get over the first pregnancy before going into the second one so my body just kind of just rolled with it. so um my heart for moms really came out of me trying to figure out how to do this mom thing I guess quote unquote the right way <laughs> because I've always been sort of an, an achiever I'm like, you know okay how do I get the grade how do I get the you know and when I started treating motherhood like that I quickly learned that wow it is so not about grading oneself is it? A, it is rather about having grace mm. in the everyday because gosh we we cannot we cannot live up to this invisible standard of you know perfect motherhood and I'm a lot more relaxed now than I used to be and my heart now is for moms to just embrace this calling with grace rather than constantly trying to chase something they may not be able to achieve. So yeah, that's, that's the root of my heart for the message for moms right now.
0: Oh, that is amazing. And I relate so much to what you're saying about the standard, because I don't know, there's so many things you think about before you become a mother, like, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and it'll be so great. And then the baby gets there. And you're like, Oh, my goodness, this is shocking. Like, <laughs> what do I do with this little thing? And you know, your heart is so attached that it becomes more than just making a simple decision. It becomes like a lifetime decision is what it feels like, because you might change their life if you do something wrong, you know. Um, know. But I love that that you're pressure. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I love that you're talking about the grace of it. Because I think, especially for my listeners, we get caught like with mental health, we get caught up in that perfection a lot of the time. And that's what keeps us feeling like a, you know, guilty and bad. And it's hard to get through that unless you learn how to have grace with yourself. So, um, Mm -hmm. so I just love your message and I'm so excited. So for new moms, where do you see depression and anxiety stemming from?
1: Mm, New moms, moms who are new to motherhood. Often what I hear from them is that they want to get it right. Just like I did when I first started, because, you know, you, you, there must be some kind of formula, right? There's, there, there are books on how to sleep train your baby, how to potty train, how to, how to do all these things and how to books and how to blogs, there's a place for them. I mean, I have sort of a how to blog, but my, mine has evolved more into how to extend yourself grace when it's chaotic, because we can't control all the things. And, Where I see depression and anxiety setting in for new moms specifically is in this attempt to hit this mark that keeps moving, you know, there's a lot of expectation. I remember being a lot more uh, by the book with my first kid than I was with my second and now that I am, now that they're 11 and 12 years old, there's no book. There's just... (laughs) there's just forgiveness, you know, there's just permission to be who you are. Mm -hmm. And um, where I see um, young mothers struggling is when they feel like they have to do it all on their own. And it's almost embarrassing to reach out for help because, well, if I push this baby out of my body, or in my case, if I got this baby cut out of my body, Mm -hmm. then I should automatically know how to do these things isn't motherhood a natural God-given <laughs> thing that rests on you automatically. Like it, it it's if not, <laughs> it's not that simple. And yeah. I think that mamas need to just, you know, be, be more ready to admit what they don't know and come to a place where it, it's not a shameful thing to ask for help, even if it feels like a dumb question. Like, mm-hmm. let's just give every one of us permission to not have any dumb questions. You know, it's not just a disappointment that we can't reach a standard. That's you know, depression, anxiety, and I know there, that these things can be very real chemical, you know, imbalance, mm-hmm. imbalances. But it can, we can put ourselves in a place of deep isolation, yes, and that that chronic you know nervousness that leads to anxiety. When we think we have to do it all on our own, right? When when that burden just is so heavy and we're not offloading it into other places or, or onto other people, um, because it's not burdensome. It's just, you know, that's why we have community.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's, um, I've talked about that a little bit on the podcast, just how important community is and especially face to face community. I think that's something we lose a lot. Not that there isn't a place for online community, but yeah, there's something different about people being able to see your expression and hear your voice. And, you know, it's, it's a different, it's different than online. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that connection can make such a big difference. And I learned that a lot when I was going through depression, because once I started asking for help, and then sharing with my friends, like, this is what I've been going through a lot of them said, oh, I went through that too, or I'm on medication as well. And then you don't feel so crazy. <laughs> then you're able to see, okay, I really didn't have to be alone in this for so long. I could have, you know, had these people around me to cheer me on and, and help me out and give me their tips and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's so important.
1: And and you wouldn't have known, right? if If somebody didn't start somewhere somebody has mm-hmm. to initiate that conversation and if you're right. you're skittish okay. about saying i'm having this problem you know let's talk about it in general but somebody has to kind of bring it up for for another to say oh yeah me too because people aren't always just ready and willing and i don't think it's human nature to to spill all of our difficult feelings you know yeah. we, there there's a natural part of that self-preservation that we have emotionally that is not a bad thing but we cannot not release that not releasing it ever is going to cause it to fester inside yeah but yeah I've had moms say that to me too you know why don't people talk about this more because I brought up this little thing and then all my friends say oh yeah me too (laughs) well (laughs) we, we have to be willing to start somewhere and to to speak up and say it first, you
0: know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it was life changing for me whenever that happened. So, yeah. So how can moms practically walk through these tough feelings after giving birth?
1: Well, it's, I think it starts with acknowledging what's going on, you know, what's being felt. I, I use this analogy in the Enough Moms Collective about getting over a bridge, right? So if you've ever heard um, a not helpful phrase, like, oh, come on, just move on, just get over it, mm-hmm. right? Well, I want to help all of us reframe that that critical statement right now. And let's turn it into a positive one. Like, what does it mean to get over something or to get, you know, I'm trying to get through this journey, right? So you've seen those bridges, right, where, where you have to either drive through the, you know the tunnel thing or you just have to get over but you have to be willing to step over you know the raging river however big your emotions are feeling mm. and and over it one step at a time so first is observing like we have to observe what it is we're feeling I, I, I'm tired I'm stressed I'm frustrated okay what are you frustrated about uh, well there's a lot of people in my house right now and I just had a new baby and how do I ask them to leave without looking like a mean person you know <laughs> And so it's, it's truths like that, that you have to kind of work yourself up to by acknowledging what in the world you are feeling. Mm. I find that with, with moms who are not used to expressing their feelings, they're, they're usually the, the one doing all the things for everyone else. They're usually the the most helpful person in the world. Yes. Um, they're used to handling it all themselves. Right. And I mean, I'm pointing at me when I'm saying this too, mm it's hard to admit your help when you're always used to being the helper, but when, you know, your body is, is a mess because you just push this human out, you have to be willing to accept help. So even just saying things like, gosh, I, I feel helpless and I hate this feeling because I'm usually the one doing it, mm. but I need someone. Okay. What, what do I need? Um, I need a blanket. Okay. I need water. And, and saying those things out loud will help you to get to the next uh, point. So O is for observe, Mm. V is for vent, right? Venting and expressing those feelings, no matter how awkward or weird it feels to say what you need in the moment, it has to be done. And at first we can express it by praying. You know, if you're, you're a praying person or if you just wanna just speak into the air, into the empty room, getting it out helps it not to stay and fester inside or maybe just speaking it to your spouse and just matter of factly, I'm not blaming you, honey. I'm just saying what I need. (laughs) I'm not expecting this, you to do this, but I I need to let you know what I need and help. He might even be grateful because you're saying what you need, right? Yes. So, you know, as often as those things need to happen, I find that it, it can, those things get us to the next place where we can actually finally embrace what is true. So O is for observe, V is for vent, E is for embrace. Embrace what is true, embrace your actual abilities, what you can actually control and, and also your actual limitations. Like I just had a C-section. I can't sit up. I can't get up quickly to maybe grab the toddler over there. If you have another kid, you know, (laughs) I, I can't, I I can't do it. And it's okay to say that I can't, so I need help. And I'm going to ask for it this way, you know, and then R is for reframe. If we are able to observe our emotions, vent them in a healthy way, embrace what is true, and then finally reframe reality. Because a lot of this is kind of dying to our old expectations, right? To be able to get over this new hump of postpartum life is, is the need to reframe the truth that we believed before, you know? So we're, we're having to get our beliefs into a new, like a new picture frame, you know, if you want to think of it, like I have, I need to put this new picture of my life in, in perspective. And this is what is true. And this is how I will move forward in the future. I don't need to live in this anxious, depressed, like, so much burden and expectation is on me, because I've never done this before. So I'm going to choose to get through it this way. I'm going to get over my hump, over my bridge and live in a different way because I don't, I'm not there anymore. You know, I have yeah. a, a new responsibilities. I have a new baby. I have a new, I'm a new person in this new season and it's okay. This is how I'm going to move forward through it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You are speaking my language. <laughs> Cause um, I think when, before I struggled at all, I just didn't realize these things about myself and -hmm. it wasn't until it got really bad that I was like, okay, I need help. (laughs) And I guess it affected my marriage too, because I didn't know how to ask for what I needed and my husband didn't know how, I mean, he can't read my mind. And so, but then I would feel this almost resentment towards him for not knowing what I needed. Like, (laughs) and so I had to get to that place with my third and fourth and now fourth child where I could say, all right, this is what I need. And then he, like you were saying, like he was happy when I could tell him, please do this for me. And, you know, and then my friends as well, you, you learn how to ask for what you need and most people are so happy to help and what a big difference it makes. And then also the reframing. I love what you said about that because Um, I've noticed even on medication, there's so much groundwork that has to be laid in our minds to get to a healthy place. Um, And part of that is doing that reframing of, I feel like I'm having a really bad day, but what's actually good in my day? Let's focus on the positive and try to turn our mindset around and, and reframe it. It's so good. I love that analogy that you've come up with. hope you enjoyed my conversation with jennifer bryant join us next week as we continue the conversation and really hash out some more practical tips for giving ourselves grace you can find jennifer bryant at practicalfamily.org thank you for listening to postpartum empowerment i'm samantha newman now go forth knowing that you